Hey everybody, God bless you and praise the wonderful name of Jesus. This is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee. Welcome to our Church of Jubilee podcast. I pray that this week's message, that it would bless you, that it would encourage you, and that it would bring you in a relationship closer to his feet than you have ever been before. You know, a leper from the Word of God in the book of Mark, it mentioned that he had come to the feet of Jesus asking to be made whole, asking to be made clean. And in the mercy portion of compassion that Jesus Christ shares, he ends up having compassion for this leper who didn't have anything to offer, didn't have nothing to give, was a nobody to his society. But when he came to the feet of Jesus and he found himself right before the Lord, kneeling down before him, he asked to be made clean. And Jesus said, yes, I am willing you are cleaned. I pray that God would bless you this week and bless your life that through the word and spoken word of God that you would feel the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, that you would know that Jesus has been calling you to the feet, to his feet, so that he could provide you mercy and compassion. I pray that the Lord would move in your life like never before, that he would open up new doors of opportunity, and that he would show forth his glory and mercy in your life as you find yourself at the feet of Jesus. Many of us have nothing to offer. We are the least of who would we would consider being worthy of God's mercy, but he still has it as he did with the leper. And I want you, as you go into this message, to think about you being that leper and how the Lord has lifted you and brought you and embraced you into his, his body and brought you to the feet at his feet in the name of Jesus. I pray that this week's message would bless you tremendously. And as you listen, don't forget to share, like the podcast, let us know how we're doing. It's super important. And as always, I pray that you'll be blessed in the name of Jesus. God bless you. And thanks for tuning in to the Church of Jubilee podcast. You're standing with me. If you would just open your Bibles to the book of Mark. I'm going to jump right into the word. I have a message today. And this message is called, You Can Make Me Clean. You can make me clean. Hallelujah. And we're reading out of the book of Mark chapter 1 verses 40 through 45. Hallelujah. The book of Mark chapter 1 verse 40 through 45. When you have it, say amen. Amen. We're on it. I want to thank my son, brother Andrew, and my daughter, sister Kiana, for making the sacrifice to get the video going today. It was a sacrifice indeed. We came last night for like two hours, and we ran things, and even to the day, brother, we had it all good yesterday, and today one of the Ethernet cables wasn't working, believe it or not, and I was like, Lord have mercy. It's so hard to get it going, but praise be to God that he made a way, amen, and I thank God for it that we were able to overcome it so that those of you who are following live would enjoy this as well. Let's read what the Word of God says in the, in the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 40 through 45. It says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you could make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and he touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Hallelujah. 
As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone. But go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places and they came to him from every direction. You can make me clean. Hallelujah. You may have your seat giving glory to God. Jesus has just started his ministry. John the Baptist has prepared the way. And Jesus is going around and he's casting out devils and he's healing people. Amen. He's casting out unclean spirits of demonic spirits and that are that are and people that have attached themselves to oppress the people of the people that are lost. Amen. And he's preaching in Galilee and he's making his way around and he comes to this place and and he finds and encounters a leper. Now let me explain to you what a leper is and what leprosy is. It's also known as Hansen's disease, okay? And Hansen's disease is also known as leprosy in the biblical times. But it's a disease that deforms the outward appearance of the skin. And in worst cases, it begins to attack their hands and their feet. Amen? And when it begins to attack their hands and their feet, you begin to notice that their hands begin to eat up and they start to shrivel where they don't have knuckles after a while and fingertips because the disease, the bacteria, what's what this is leprosy is, it's a bacteria that attacks the nerves and it begins to swell up under the skin. So if you begin to look at a leper, you see them and they look all swollen and, and, and there's big old, you know, uh, boils if you want to think of it like that. And they got everything going on with their skin and they got big old lumps and, and it's an ugly disease that in biblical times they wanted no part of. People didn't want to be around a leper. If you were near a leper, you thought you were going gonna to get that disease and you were going to die. That's why they were like, we don't want anything to do with you. And this man has this disease. And although it's a major threat in the biblical times, I praise God because with today's medicine, it is curable. It takes about a year to cure it, by the way, but it's still curable. But back in the days, you have to understand the context of what leprosy was. Leprosy was something reminded me in a light version uh, of this, what I'm going to relate to is the COVID. Where nobody wants to be around this person because they have COVID. Don't come near me. Keep yourself away. Wear your mask. Don't touch me. Don't breathe on me. Don't think about me. Just stay away from me. Go in your house. Stay in your house for like 15 days and don't be nowhere near me. Amen? It sounds like COVID, right? Okay, well think about that times 100 with, with certain death back in the biblical days where they would have these lepers and they would outcast them out to the city. They would get them out of the city. They would get them out of the crowds. They weren't allowed to be in the midst of the synagogue here with us if we were in, back in the days. And they would get us, get these people away and they would be the lowest person to the society. Amen? Hallelujah. But verse 40 says that a leper came to him, a leper that nobody wanted to be a part of, Brother Abram. A disease that nobody wanted to be near, hallelujah. A disease that would almost certainly mean death if they breathed on you. 
Because you would get the disease. Because if you don't know, leprosy or this Hansen's disease is known to be caused by mucus. A, a sneeze would get you leprosy if you breathe in that bacteria. Interesting, right? But this leper comes to the Lord. He's an outcasted member of society. Sister Becca, he is a nobody. He has no importance. He has no social status. He is nothing to the people. They look at him as trash. And they pass him by and like, don't touch me, don't touch me. Don't, let, don't get near me. He's avoided. He's shunned. He's rejected for the sake of a disease that no one truly understood. And he's all dirty and infected. Isn't it so amazing that the worst people that had the worst diseases, that had the worst of the worst, always found themselves at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Did you catch what I just said? That the worst of the worst found themselves at the feet of Jesus. And you would think that Jesus would be like some of us. Uh, you know, we can be religious at times and look at somebody and say, why do you deserve that? But he wouldn't say that. Jesus would have compassion. So that when somebody would come and say, if you are willing, will you make me clean? Hallelujah. He's lonely. He's searching for a one, just one friend. That's what he wants. He wants to be a part of somebody's family. He wants to be a part of a friendship. But he can't because of his disease. He wants one true person that's just going to love him. I don't know if he was married. I, I venture to say he probably wasn't. Who wants to date the worst of the worst with the ugly, uncurable disease? But he's looking for someone... That will look past his deformity and his disease. He's looking for someone that says, you know, I don't care what's, what's on the outside. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what, you, what you've been through. Hallelujah. Let me get you to the feet of Jesus so that you can make me clean, God. So that he can make me clean. Hallelujah. And he's lonely and he's depressed and he's searching for something. And then he sees the Messiah. Close your eyes and imagine that for a moment. You're so desperate. The world has given up on you. People don't like you. People talk about you. They think you're the worst of the worst. But at a distance comes somebody who is known as the healer. Hallelujah. Somebody who's known as a savior. Hallelujah. And he's coming your way. Hallelujah. What do you expect yourself to do in that moment? Hallelujah. When mercy and compassion begins to show up. He begins to look. And it's my chance. This is my chance to do something to get him at his feet. I don't care if he doesn't touch me or not. As long as he says it with his words, it will happen. I believe enough, he says. I believe enough in him that even if he just speaks it, he doesn't have to touch me. I know it's done. And here comes the Savior of the world. The Messiah. A man who was known to raise the dead. To give sight to the blind. Hallelujah. And to heal all those who were sick, I'm sure he heard story after story of how God had already begun to use his power in the name of Jesus Christ to heal people. Can I speak to someone today who is a leper? 
You're down and depressed, hallelujah. You feel lonely at times. You're looking for the next fix, hallelujah. You're, you're looking to the next person to give you a love that you cannot feel. You're searching, like the song says, you're going to have to forgive me on this, but you know what I'm talking about. You're searching for love in all the wrong places, trying to find it in so many faces, hallelujah. Come on now. I don't know what that country singer was thinking, but he was right on point. And he's looking, you're searching at, at times, hallelujah, and you're searching for something that only Jesus Christ, the Messiah, can feel. And you go after time, and after time, and you feel the tug, but you kind of ignore it, and you feel the tug on this side, and you're like, nah, I'm not ready yet, and I don't want to change my ways, and I'm not ready to commit to the perfect standard that, the, that people say I have to be like. The last time I remembered the leper wasn't perfect. He had a disease. And many of you are searching for an, to feel an emptiness that you have inside. You're searching for a cure to depression. For those of you who are watching, you, you may understand what I'm trying to say. You must understand that you're searching what, for what only God can give you. So you deal with low self-esteem. Because the society tells you that you don't look the part. You don't look like the way the rest of them look. Hallelujah. So you carry on insecurities. You're never good enough. You don't believe in yourself. Hallelujah. But oh, let me tell you that at a distance, we see a Savior. Hallelujah. That came to save us. Hallelujah. To came, that came to say, I will get you. I will hold you. I will hug you. And I will make you clean. Am I speaking to someone today? I'm not just talking to the lost, hallelujah. I'm talking to some church people. What is it though that captures the Lord's attention? This leper comes and he has nothing, nothing to offer God. Incarnate in the flesh as Jesus. He comes and he kneels down before them and says, if, if you are willing, make me clean. What captures God's attention is the way he surrenders. You see, this leper was okay with being a nobody at that point. He was okay with coming to Jesus and saying, you know, I don't care what people think of me. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to serve this man. I don't care what the status quo is. I don't care what society says is deemed to be cool and perfect. And, and I know that only I like to have fun, but fun only lasts for a moment, brother and sister. But this leper comes in the lowest form of society. He is the rejected. He is lonely because no one wants to be around him for the fear of the disease that he carries. And here he is. Before Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah, he's broken, he's infected, he's infected with this mess of a disease, and yet he finds himself at the mercy seat of compassion right before the Lord. And it was that that caught the Lord's attention. He says, if you're willing, God, if you could only just 
forgive what I have been or what I have done. He says, if you would only just let me come to your feet right now in this moment. And let me just be with you in this moment, God. If you would just let me just ask you a simple question. I don't want gold. I don't want fame. I just want to get rid of this emptiness. I want to get rid of this disease. Hallelujah. I want to get rid of this ugliness. This part of me that has to die. I want it to die, but I want to die it at the feet of you. Hallelujah. So he asked the Lord, would you make me clean? In other words, can you overlook everything that I've done? Can you overlook the things that I've been doing? Can you overlook and just have mercy on me? And he surrenders. You notice the word of God was very specific. He comes and he yields himself. And and he kneels before the Lord at his feet. Repentance. And, and humility and humbleness is what captures God's attention. Because when you do that, you surrender to you. You surrender your will, which is the hardest thing for a human to let go, is the power of the will. It will fight your spirit. It doesn't want to kneel on the ground. It doesn't want to lift up your hands in church. It doesn't want to step out of the pew when the altar call comes around. It wants to stay right there where it's at. It doesn't want to surrender because it likes to be in control. But this leper knew enough to say, you know what? It's not my will, but his will. Hallelujah. If you would be willing, God, would you make me clean? Hallelujah. If you would be willing, God, would you turn my life around? Hallelujah. If you would be willing, God, would you overturn everything that you knew about me? The sinner that I was, the drunkard that I was, the adulterer that I was. If you knew a little bit about me, you would understand why you still find me at the feet of Jesus. Because that is the only place you can be. You can go in here will make you clean hallelujah but you cannot get that from the world you can't get that from the love that comes from the world the pleasure that comes in the flesh or whatever form you want to take it and Jesus I can imagine he looks at him and he's so amazed and captivated brother Manny he's so captivated by this man who's like yeah, you know, he's, I don't know, I, I could probably go off on the limb on this, but he's probably thinking, some of my disciples doubt me at times. Here is this man, though, that is already believing in something I have not yet done in him. But my disciples, they're, are you the father? Are you, are, you, are you supposed to be here? Are you the one we're waiting for? I can't make up my mind. I don't know. Are, are you the right one? talking to the religious out there hallelujah i'm talking to those of you who don't know say you know the lord but you don't know the lord because if you did you'd be at his feet because if you did you'd be at the mercy and compassion of the almighty god Instead of criticizing the leper, you would be right there next behind praying with the leper. You would be praying that they would be healed. You would be praying that God would do a restoration in them. Because that is what we have come to do. We have come to send the message of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And Jesus tells the leper, full of compassion and the act of faith. He says, I am willing. I am willing, meaning, man, 
I'm glad you asked. I've been waiting to do something like this in somebody. And I'm so glad you're asking because I'm ready to fill you. Hallelujah. But I'm not just going to give you a miracle. That's what you have to understand. God just doesn't give you the miracle. He gives you the life that comes with the miracle. Hallelujah. And then in importance, and on top of that, he gives you the eternal life that comes with the miracle and life. Hallelujah. He comes with the reward, he said. This eternal reward, hallelujah. It's not just about the miracle. It's about the eternal reward you get. That man walked away and Jesus says, don't tell anybody anything. Yeah, sure thing. Hey, guys, you got to see what Jesus did for me. You got to see what this guy did. You remember me? Look, look at my hands. Look at my face. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You get, your life should be a testimony. Your life should be a testimony. Hallelujah. Yes, God. What does your life say about you? Does it testify of a leper that was at a moment in his life where he had nothing else but to surrender to God? And then Jesus said, you know, I'm a gambling kind of uh, on, a, on a good things. I'm going to gamble something on this man because I know I'm going to change his life. Hallelujah. I want to talk to somebody who's been in a real mess. Some of you who are in church or out of church or don't know the Lord, hallelujah. Maybe you're in the leper situation. Maybe you want to know how to receive the miracle sign and the wonder you are needing, hallelujah. The answer is to get on your knees, hallelujah, before the almighty God and begin to pray and say, God, I have nothing to give to you. I am a broken, despised, I am a rejected, I am a lonely person with low self-esteem and, and I don't have nothing to give to you, but I'm going to give you what I do have, hallelujah. And in my praise and in my worship on my knees, I'm going to surrender to you, God. So that my miracle, my wonder, my whatever it is I am searching for will happen. I don't know if that if that's for you or someone else, but let me tell you something today. Hallelujah. You're waiting on something that's already happened. Hallelujah. You're waiting on something that he, he, this leper believed already. It was already done. You don't catch God by surprise. He already knew that man was coming. Hallelujah. It's always the messed up people though. Yes. It's always the messed up people. The hurt, the broken. I've been there. The ones that need something from God. You can call us the needy people because we always have a need. He knows who you are. It's those people that everybody else thinks about and says, they're not worth it. Or you know what, brother, you messed up. You'll never be up there anymore. I'm taking away your keys. You're not nobody to take away my keys to the kingdom of God. Because he gave them to me. And while everybody would look at us and be us as lepers. And they would laugh and mock us and scuffle us. And, and, and be like you're the filthiest of all. 
I want to find my seat at the feet of Jesus. I want to find my place. I want to find my place in mercy with compassion. Hallelujah. I want to find myself at his feet so that he can just lift me up. You notice the, the Bible didn't mention anything about a church goer. He didn't say they were the religious of all religious or the priests or as a matter of fact, I don't remember any time a priest had anything to do with the healing where he was healed or something. I, I could be wrong. Hallelujah. It was always the broken people. It was always the ones that were like, what do I have to live for? If I die, I'm dying to nothing. But I have everything to gain if I go to this man. If I go to his feet, hallelujah. What am I giving up in reality when reality is nothing? What am I giving up? What am I sacrificing when I come to Jesus to serve him and to live for him? I don't have a life anyways. This world tells me I do, but I feel lonelier than ever. I'm searching for it in alcohol. I'm searching for it in a cigarette. I'm searching for it in narcotics, in some kind of form of addiction, and I'm trying to feel it. It's the worst of the worst, the outcast of society. It was a person that wasn't perfect at all. But he got one thing right that the church and the people who are the religious ones seem to always miss. Is that the way to his feet is through humility and humbleness. It's through a need. It's through saying, I am nobody. But God with you, I am somebody. You made a way for me. The sacrifice that all he had was that he came to the Lord and he believed. It's important to believe. You can't say you're changed and don't believe. You can't. This man didn't say, I'm healed, and then walk off and say, I'm probably not healed. It's probably going to be a while before I get healed. He knew because something changed inside. And I think some of us need to hit the reset button. I think we need to take the leper's approach. I think some of us have been living in the synagogue too much. Where the outcasts of society are not important to us. Where the people who don't have it all together are not important to us. Because we're, we're more worried about what's in here than what's out there. But Jesus didn't come to the synagogue. He went to the outside out there and he said, which one of you want to be healed today? Which one of you wants your life changed? Which one of you need a demon or spirit cast out so that you can be free? Hallelujah. I want you to notice what happens when Jesus heals this man. Jesus spoke and it happened. And Jesus tells this man to stay quiet. We know the story. He doesn't stay quiet. And you know what happens is that he begins to share with the people more and more. And all of a sudden, what, listen to this. What would have normally been a physical infection becomes a spiritual infection. Because it begins to infect those that hear 
When they hear of a God that can heal them, they're like, I want every part of that. I need healing. Use me. Send me. Where do I got to go? Which guy is it? Which road is it? Can you take me with you? Because I'm infected with the spiritual things of the Lord. Hallelujah. So much that when I speak, it in, it's, in, it's contagious. And his testimony becomes his new story. His testimony of how this God, this man healed him, becomes the new chapter in his book. Hallelujah. The same book, Brother Abram, but a different chapter. The same person, but somebody different has been, has been created inside. And it's his start, his past, and what he dealt with that is no longer relevant. It's not his story anymore because he's flipped the page. And this new page says that Jesus Christ now lives in me. That Jesus Christ healed me. That Jesus Christ, this man, has now given me a new life. Now it's time to write a new story. Hallelujah. It says that he changed my life. That he restored me. That he gave me something when I didn't have anything to give him. When the Lord flips the pages in your life, people are attracted to it. I don't know about you. I, I like to read, but I don't like to read because it takes forever. But there's this one part, Brother Manny, that I always feel. It's like the last page before you get to the next chapter. And you're like, oh, thank God I got done with that chapter. I can't wait to get to the new chapter. I'm not lying. That's exactly how I think. Okay, gosh, 15 pages of reading one chapter. Finally, I'm going to a new chapter now. But the leper begins to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ of healing. And he begins to tell people what he did. And the numbers begin to increase. So much that the Bible says that where Jesus would be able to normally go into, he can no longer go because it's packed with people. If we could only learn something from the Lord, the church would be packed. If we could only learn that the miracle signs and wonders has not stopped, hallelujah, that God is still alive and that he's more than able and willing, hallelujah. He's saying today, we're asking him, will you make me clean today? And he's saying, I am willing. Are you willing to do what to turn the page of the chapter that he requires? Are you willing to be a leper today and to find yourself at the feet of Jesus? Because that's where it happened. It didn't happen in a conversation where he was talking at a distance. Not that he had anyone to talk to in the first place. But the crowd from one act of healing, according to verse 45 says that Jesus Christ could no longer enter the city because it was there were so many people and I think back brother and I think it always says that when God would see the multitudes he would have moved with compassion you know what it means to have compassion it means to have a deep sorrow 
like, uh, uh, like you get punched in your diaphragm. Like, uh, it hurts inside. And every time Jesus would look out to the multitudes, he would feel the compassion, the word of God says. Just like he did with the leper. Let us all stand. We need signs and miracles in the church today. We need people who believe upon the feet of Jesus. Who are willing to say, you know what? I don't even have a life outside of Jesus. I don't need one. Because he is enough for me. Because he is my everything. And then God uses it. And he flips the page in your Bible. In your life. He flips it. And he says, are you ready to write a new chapter? We've already went over what your past was. We've already described the failures you went through. We described the times that were hard. But it's time for some grace and mercy in the new chapter. It's time that we turn the page. But it only comes when you surrender to the Lord and that you find your feet you find yourself at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to open up the altar here. I invite you to just pour your spirit out. We just want to pray with you. We want to agree with you. I know my God can do it. You know, there's many times if last year taught my uncle and my family something was that sometimes things don't happen the way we thought they were. Sometimes we, we wanted the healing and we wanted things and it just wasn't in God's plan. And that's the hardest thing to comprehend. But you know what? He's still there giving worship to the Lord on, his, on the keyboard. I'm still here today preaching to you a word of encouragement. Because I trust God. To know that all things work together for the, for the good to them that love God. Because I know that my place is in complete surrender. And that I'm not living life unless I'm living for Jesus. I'm not experiencing what life really is. Unless I've secured my eternal ticket in heaven. By serving him. By accepting what he's given us. And by being baptized for the repentance of sins. Won't you come to the altar with us? I'm encouraging you to come on by. Just begin to pray, hallelujah. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. That there's, where you are watching, we want to pray with you. Drop us a comment, let us know. Whatever it is that you want to pray about, drop us a comment so we can pray with you. But I just want to open up this place right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of us are broken. And our life is in pieces. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just, just lift up your hands right there. You know, some of you, God is speaking to. He's been calling and tugging on your heart. Many of you who are watching are feeling the presence of the Lord. You're feeling something that has been coming and introduced to your life. You don't understand it yet, but you're fixing to be just at the feet of Jesus. 
You're about to be at his feet. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands right there where you're at. Let's begin to intercede right now. You know you want to move. Thank you, Jesus, for this word, God. Thank you for this, God. Come on, somebody. Be that leper at his feet. Find yourself at his feet. today Lord oh that the Holy Spirit would take control right now God in the name of Jesus God oh yes in your mighty name we pray amen and with that let's just give God another hand praise hallelujah yes God Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause. Right there where you're at. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, you know. We'll never know the price he paid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My sin. Here I am. Hallelujah. We're here together. And I just want to thank you for making it today. Those of you who were able to make it out, Brother Manny, it's good to see you in the house of the Lord, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give him a round of applause. We're honored to have you. Hallelujah to Sister Shelby. It's good to see you. God bless you in the house. Hallelujah. And, and if you could just give a nice round of applause for all the members today, those that are tuning in, and those that are here today. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody just honor them today because they made the sacrifice to be here today when they could be somewhere else. Hallelujah. But God has a plan. Amen. And he seeks to move and give a word today. I want to welcome you to the Church of Jubilee. I know that this isn't your first time here. Uh, most of you have already been here with us. And we thank you. For those of you who are following through Facebook, we want to welcome you through a social media platform. We know that um, it's not the way we traditionally would do things back in about 10 or 15 years ago. But the Lord has made a way, amen? And as long as the Lord is feeding somebody through whatever means it is, we're going to continue to use it. 
Amen. Because we're here to be a voice. Hallelujah. We're here to be an instrument. We're here to be a light that is set on a hill. Hallelujah. And uh, we just want to welcome you. We are a church that loves the Lord. We love the Lord with all our hearts. We uh, seek to grow the body of Christ. We seek to reach the lost, introduce them to Jesus Christ. And we seek to grow the body of Christ. Amen. And as you are there standing with me, if you would just open your Bibles to the book of Mark. I'm going to jump right into the word. I have a message today. And this message is called, You Can Make Me Clean. You can make me clean. Hallelujah. And we're reading out of the book of Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. Hallelujah. The book of Mark chapter 1, verse 40 through 45. When you have it, say amen. Amen. We're on it. I want to thank my son, brother Andrew, and my daughter, sister Kiana, for making the sacrifice to get the video going today. It was a sacrifice indeed. We came last night for like two hours, and we ran things, and even to the day, brother, we had it all good yesterday, and today one of the Ethernet cables wasn't working, believe it or not, and I was like, Lord have mercy. It's so hard to get it going, but praise be to God that he made a way, amen, and I thank God for it that we were able to overcome it so that those of you who are following live would enjoy this as well. Let's read what the Word of God says in the, in the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 40 through 45. It says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand. And he touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Hallelujah. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone. But go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. You can make me clean. Hallelujah. You may have your seat giving glory to God. Jesus has just started his ministry. John the Baptist has prepared the way. And Jesus is going around and he's casting out devils and he's healing people. Amen. He's casting out unclean spirits of demonic spirits and that are that are and people that have attached themselves to oppress the people of the people that are lost. Amen. And he's preaching in Galilee and he's making his way around and he comes to this place and uh, and he finds and encounters a leper. Now let me explain to you what a leper is and what leprosy is. It's also known as Hansen's disease. Okay. And Hansen's disease is also known as leprosy in the biblical times. But it's a disease that deforms the outward appearance of the skin. And in worst cases it begins to attack their hands and their feet. Amen. 
And when it begins to attack their hands and their feet, you begin to notice that their hands begin to eat up and they start to shrivel where they don't have knuckles after a while and fingertips because the disease, the bacteria, which what this is leprosy is, it's a bacteria that attacks the nerves and it begins to swell up under the skin. So if you begin to look at a leper, you see them and they look all swollen and, and, and there's big old, you know, uh, boils if you want to think of it like that. And they got everything going on with their skin and they got big old lumps and, and it's an ugly disease that in biblical times they wanted no part of. People didn't want to be around a leper. If you were near a leper, you thought you're going you're to get that disease and you're going to die. That's why they were like, we don't want anything to do with you. And this man has this disease. And although it's a major threat in the biblical times, I praise God because with today's medicine, it is curable. It takes about a year to cure it, by the way, but it's still curable. But back in the days, you have to understand the context of what leprosy was. Leprosy was something that reminded me on a light version uh, of this, what I'm going to relate to is the COVID, where nobody wants to be around this person because they have COVID. Don't come near me. Keep yourself away. Wear your mask. Don't touch me. Don't breathe on me. Don't think about me. Just stay away from me. Go in your house. Stay in your house for like 15 days and don't be nowhere near me. Amen? It's not like COVID, right? Okay, well, think about that times 100 with, with certain death back in the biblical days where they would have these lepers and they would outcast them out to the city they would get them out of the city they would get them out of the crowds they weren't allowed to be in the midst of a synagogue here with us that we were in back in the days and they would get us get these people away and they would be the lowest person to the society amen hallelujah but verse 40 says that a leper came to him a leper that nobody wanted to be a part of brother abram a disease that nobody wanted to be near, hallelujah. A disease that would almost certainly mean death if they breathed on you. Because you would get the disease. Because if you don't know, leprosy, or this Hansen's disease, is known to be caused by mucus. A, a sneeze would get you leprosy if you breathe in that bacteria. Interesting, right? But this leper comes to the Lord. He's an outcasted member of society. Sister Becca, he is a nobody. He has no importance. He has no social status. He is nothing to the people. They look at him as trash and they pass him by and like, don't touch me, don't touch me. Don't, don't get near me. He's avoided. He's shunned. He's rejected for the sake of a disease that no one truly understood. And he's all dirty and infected. Isn't it so amazing that the worst people that had the worst diseases, that had the worst of the worst, always found themselves at the feet of Jesus? Hallelujah. Did you catch what I just said? That the worst of the worst found themselves at the feet of Jesus. And you would think that Jesus would be like some of us. Uh, you know, we can be religious at times and look at somebody and say, why do you deserve that? But he wouldn't say that. Jesus would have compassion so that when somebody would come and say, if you are willing, will you make me clean? Hallelujah. He's lonely. He's searching for a one, just one friend. That's what he wants. He wants to be a part of somebody's family. He wants to be a part of a friendship. But he can't because of his disease. 
He wants one true person that's just going to love him. I don't know if he was married. I, I venture to say he probably wasn't. Who wants to date the worst of the worst with the ugly, uncurable disease? But he's looking for someone that will look past his deformity and his disease. He's looking for someone that says, you know, I don't care what's, what's on the outside. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what, you, what you've been through. Hallelujah. Let me get you to the feet of Jesus so that you can make me clean, God. So that he can make me clean. Hallelujah. And he's lonely and he's depressed and he's searching for something. And then he sees the Messiah. Close your eyes and imagine that for a moment. You're so desperate. The world has given up on you. People don't like you. People talk about you. They think you're the worst of the worst. But at a distance comes somebody who is known as the healer. Hallelujah. Somebody who's known as a savior. Hallelujah. And he's coming your way. Hallelujah. What do you expect yourself to do in that moment? Hallelujah. When mercy and compassion begins to show up. He begins to look. And it's my chance. This is my chance to do something, to get him at his feet. I don't care if he doesn't touch me or not. As long as he says it with his words, it will happen. I believe enough, he says. I believe enough in him that even if he just speaks it, he doesn't have to touch me. I know it's done. And here comes the Savior of the world. The Messiah. A man who was known to raise the dead, to give sight to the blind. Hallelujah. And to heal all those who were sick, I'm sure he heard story after story of how God had already begun to use his power in the name of Jesus Christ to heal people. Can I speak to someone today who is a leper? You're down and depressed, hallelujah. You feel lonely at times. You're looking for the next fix, hallelujah. You're, you're looking to the next person to give you a love that you cannot feel. You're searching, like the song says, you're going to have to forgive me on this, but you know what I'm talking about. You're searching for love in all the wrong places, trying to find it in so many faces, hallelujah. Come on now. I don't know what that country singer was thinking, but he was right on point. And he's looking, you're searching at, my, at times, hallelujah, and you're searching for something that only Jesus Christ, the Messiah, can feel. And you go after time, and after time, and you feel the tug, but you kind of ignore it, and you feel the tug on this side, and you're like, nah, I'm not ready yet, and I don't want to change my ways, and I'm not ready to commit to the perfect standard that, the, that people say I have to be like. The last time I remember, the leper wasn't perfect. He had a disease. And many of you are searching for an, to feel an emptiness that you have inside. You're searching for a cure to depression. For those of you who are watching, you, you may understand what I'm trying to say. You must understand that you're searching what, for what only God can give you. So you deal with low self-esteem. Because the society tells you that you don't look the part. You don't look like the way the rest of them look. Hallelujah. So you carry on insecurities. You're never good enough. 
You don't believe in yourself, hallelujah. But oh, let me tell you that at a distance we see a savior, hallelujah, that came to save us, hallelujah. To came that came to say, I will get you, I will hold you, I will hug you, and I will make you clean. Am I speaking to someone today? I'm not just talking to the lost, hallelujah. I'm talking to some church people. What is it, though, that captures the Lord's attention? This leper comes and he has nothing, nothing to offer God. Incarnate in the flesh as Jesus. He comes and he kneels down before him and says, if, if you are willing, make me clean. What captures God's attention is the way he surrenders. You see, this leper was okay with being a nobody at that point. He was okay with coming to Jesus and saying, you know, I don't care what people think of me. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to serve this man. I don't care what the status quo is. I don't care what society says is deemed to be cool and perfect. And I, and I know that only I like to have fun, but fun only lasts for a moment, brother and sister. But this leper comes in the lowest form of society. He is the rejected. He is lonely because no one wants to be around him for the fear of the disease that he carries. And here he is before Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah. He's broken. He's infected. He's infected with this mess of a disease. And yet he finds himself at the mercy seat of compassion right before the Lord. And it was that that caught the Lord's attention. He says, if you're willing, God, if you could only just forgive what I have been or what I have done. He says, if you could only just let me come to your feet right now in this moment. And let me just be with you in this moment, God. If you would just let me just ask you a simple question. I don't want gold. I don't want fame. I just want to get rid of this emptiness. I want to get rid of this disease. Hallelujah. I want to get rid of this ugliness. This part of me that has to die. I want it to die, but I want to die it at the feet of you hallelujah so he asked the Lord would you make me clean in other words can you overlook everything that I've done can you overlook the things that I've been doing can you overlook and just have mercy on me and he surrenders you notice the word of God was very specific he comes and he yields himself and, and he kneels before the Lord at his feet repentance and, and humility and humbleness is what captures God's attention. Because when you do that, you surrender to you surrender your will, which is the hardest thing for a human to let go, is the power of the will. It will fight your spirit. It doesn't want to kneel on the ground. It doesn't want to lift up your hands in church. It doesn't want to step out of the pew when it, the altar to call comes around. It wants to stay right there where it's at. It doesn't want to surrender because it likes to be in control. 
But this leper knew enough to say, you know what? It's not my will, but his will. Hallelujah. If you would be willing, God, would you make me clean? Hallelujah. If you would be willing, God, would you turn my life around? Hallelujah. If you would be willing, God, would you overturn everything that you knew about me? The sinner that I was, the drunkard that I was, the adulterer that I was. If you knew a little bit about me, you would understand why you still find me at the feet of Jesus. Because that is the only place you can be. You can go and he will make you clean. Hallelujah. But you cannot get that from the world. You can't get that from the love that comes from the world. The pleasure that comes in the flesh in whatever form you want to take it. And Jesus, I can imagine he looks at him. And he's so amazed and captivated, Brother Manny. He's so captivated by this man who's like, man, you know, he's, I don't know, I, I could probably go off on the limb on this, but he's probably thinking, some of my disciples doubt me at times. Here is this man, though, that is already believing in something I have not yet done in him. But my disciples... There are, are you the father? Are you, are, you, are you supposed to be here? Are you the one we're waiting for? I can't make up my mind. I don't know. Are, are you the right one? I'm talking to the religious out there. Hallelujah. I'm talking to those of you who don't know. Say you know the Lord, but you don't know the Lord. Because if you did, you'd be at his feet. Because if you did, you'd be at the mercy and compassion of the almighty God. Instead of criticizing the leper, you would be right there next behind praying with the leper. You would be praying that they would be healed. You would be praying that God would do a restoration in them. Because that is what we have come to do. We have come to send the message of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And Jesus tells the leper, full of compassion and the act of faith. He says, I am willing I am willing, meaning, man, I'm glad you asked. I've been waiting to do something like this in somebody, and I'm so glad you're asking because I'm ready to fill you, hallelujah. But I'm not just going to give you a miracle. That's what you have to understand. God just doesn't give you the miracle. He gives you the life that comes with the miracle, hallelujah. And then in importance, and on top of that, he gives you the eternal life that comes with the miracle and life. Hallelujah. He comes with the reward, he said. This eternal reward, hallelujah, it's not just about the miracle, it's about the eternal reward you get. That man walked away and Jesus says, don't tell anybody anything. Yeah, sure thing. Hey guys, you got to see what Jesus did for me. You got to see what this guy did. You remember me? Look, look at my hands. Look at my face. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You get, your life should be a testimony. Your life should be a testimony. Hallelujah. Yes, God. What does your life say about you? Does it testify of a leper that was at a moment in his life where he had nothing else but to surrender to God? And then Jesus said, you know, I'm a gambling kind of uh, on, a, on a good things. I'm going to gamble something on this man because I know I'm going to change his life. Hallelujah. I want to talk to somebody who's been in a real mess. Some of you who are in church or out of church or don't know the Lord, hallelujah. Maybe you're in the leper situation. 
Maybe you want to know how to receive the miracle sign and the wonder you are needing. Hallelujah. The answer is to get on your knees. Hallelujah. Before the almighty God and begin to pray and say, God, I have nothing to give to you. I am a broken, despised. I am a rejected. I am a lonely person with low self-esteem. And, and I don't have nothing to give to you. But I'm going to give you what I do have. Hallelujah. And in my praise and in my worship on my knees, I'm going to surrender to you, God. God, so that my miracle, my wonder, my whatever it is I am searching for will happen. I don't know if, that, if that's for you or someone else, but let me tell you something today. Hallelujah. You're waiting on something that's already happened. Hallelujah. You're waiting on something that he, he, this leper believed already. It was already done. You don't catch God by surprise. He already knew that man was coming. Hallelujah. It's always the messed up people though. Yes. It's always the messed up people. The hurt, the broken. I've been there. The ones that need something from God. You can call us the needy people because we always have a need. He knows who you are. It's those people that everybody else thinks about and says, they're not worth it. Or you know what, brother, you messed up. You'll never be up there anymore. I'm taking away your keys. You're not nobody to take away my keys to the kingdom of God. Because he gave them to me. And while everybody would look at us and be us as lepers. And they would laugh and mock us and scuffle us. And, and, and be like, you're the filthiest of all. I want to find my seat at the feet of Jesus. I want to find my place. I want to find my place in mercy. With compassion. Hallelujah. I want to find myself at his feet so that he can just lift me up. You notice the, the Bible didn't mention anything about a churchgoer. He didn't say they were the religious of all religious or the priests or as a matter of fact, I don't remember any time a priest had anything to do with the healing where he was healed or something. I, I could be wrong. Hallelujah. It was always the broken people. It was always the ones that were like, what do I have to live for? If I die, I'm dying to nothing. But I have everything to gain if I go to this man. If I go to his feet, hallelujah. What am I giving up in reality when reality is nothing? What am I giving up? What am I sacrificing when I come to Jesus to serve him and to live for him? I don't have a life anyways. This world tells me I do, but I feel lonelier than ever. I'm searching for it in alcohol. I'm searching for it in a cigarette. I'm searching for it in narcotics, in some kind of form of addiction, and I'm trying to feel it. It's the worst of the worst, the outcast of society. It was a person that wasn't perfect at all, but he got one thing right that the church and the people who are the religious ones seem to always miss. Is that the way to his feet is through humility and humbleness. 
It's through a need. It's through saying, I am nobody. But God, with you, I am somebody. You've made a way for me. The sacrifice that all he had was that he came to the Lord. And he believed. It's important to believe. You can't say you're changed and don't believe. You can't. This man didn't say, I'm healed, and then walk off and say, I'm probably not healed. It's probably going to be a while before I get healed. He knew because something changed inside. And I think some of us need to hit the reset button. I think we need to take the leper's approach. I think some of us have been living in the synagogue too much. Where the outcasts of society are not important to us. Where the people who don't have it all together are not important to us. Because we're more worried about what's in here than what's out there. But Jesus didn't come to the synagogue. He went to the outside out there and he said, which one of you want to be healed today? Which one of you want your life changed? Which one of you need a demon or spirit cast out so that you can be free? Hallelujah. I want you to notice what happens when Jesus heals this man. Jesus spoke and it happened. And Jesus tells this man to stay quiet. We know the story. He doesn't stay quiet. And you know what happens is that he begins to share with the people more and more. And all of a sudden, what, listen to this. What would have normally been a physical infection becomes a spiritual infection. Because it begins to infect those that hear. When they hear of a God that can heal them, they're like, I want every part of that. I need healing. Use me. Send me. Where do I got to go? Which guy is it? Which road is it? Can you take me with you? Because I'm infected with the spiritual things of the Lord. Hallelujah. So much that when I speak, it in, it's, in, it's contagious. And his testimony becomes his new story. His testimony of how this God, this man healed him, becomes the new chapter in his book. Hallelujah. The same book, Brother Abram, but a different chapter. The same person, but somebody different has been, has been created inside. And it's his start, his past, and what he dealt with that is no longer relevant. It's not his story anymore because he's flipped the page. And this new page says that Jesus Christ now lives in me. That Jesus Christ healed me. That Jesus Christ, this man, has now given me a new life. Now it's time to write a new story. Hallelujah. It says that he changed my life. That he restored me. That he gave me something when I didn't have anything to give him. When the Lord flips the pages in your life, people are attracted to it. I don't know about you. I, I like to read, but I don't like to read because it takes forever. But 
There's this one part, Brother Manny, that I always feel. It's like the last page before you get to the next chapter. And you're like, oh, thank God I got done with that chapter. I can't wait to get to the new chapter. I'm not lying. That's exactly how I think. Okay, gosh, 15 pages of reading one chapter. Finally, I'm going to a new chapter now. But the leper begins to spread. The gospel of Jesus Christ of healing. And he begins to tell people what he did. And the numbers begin to increase. So much that the Bible says that where Jesus would be able to normally go into, he can no longer go. Because it's packed with people. If we could only learn something from the Lord, the church would be packed. If we could only learn that the miracle signs and wonders has not stopped, hallelujah, that God is still alive and that he's more than able and willing, hallelujah. He's saying today, we're asking him, will you make me clean today? And he's saying, I am willing. Are you willing to do what to turn the page of the chapter that he requires? Are you willing to be a leper today and to find yourself at the feet of Jesus? Because that's where it happened. It didn't happen in a conversation where he was talking at a distance. Not that he had anyone to talk to in the first place. But the crowd from one act of healing, according to verse 45 says that Jesus Christ could no longer enter the city because there was there were so many people and I think back brother and I think it always says that when God would see the multitudes he was moved with compassion you know what it means to have compassion it means to have a deep sorrow like uh, uh, like you get punched in your diaphragm like ah uh, it hurts inside and every time Jesus would look out to the multitudes, he would feel the compassion, the word of God says. Just like he did with the leper. Let us all stand. We need signs and miracles in the church today. We need people who believe upon the feet of Jesus who are willing to say, you know what? I don't even have a life outside of Jesus. I don't need one. Because he is enough for me. Because he is my everything. And then God uses it. And he flips the page in your Bible, in your life. He flips it. And he says, are you ready to write a new chapter? We've already went over what your past was. We've already described the failures you went through. We described the times that were hard. But it's time for some grace and mercy in the new chapter. It's time that we turn the page. But it only comes when you surrender to the Lord and that you find your feet, you find yourself at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to open up the altar here. I invite you to just pour your spirit out. We just want to pray with you. We want to agree with you.
I know my God can do it. You know, there's many times if last year taught my uncle and my family something is that sometimes things don't happen the way we thought they were. Sometimes we, we wanted the healing and we wanted things and it just wasn't in God's plan. And that's the hardest thing to comprehend. But you know what? He's still there giving worship to the Lord on, his, on the keyboard. I'm still here today preaching to you a word of encouragement because I trust God to know that all things work together for them, to, for the good to them that love God. Because I know that my place is in complete surrender and that I'm not living life unless I'm living for Jesus. I'm not experiencing what life really is unless I've secured my eternal ticket in heaven by serving him, by accepting what he's given us, and by being baptized for the repentance of the sins. Won't you come to the altar with us? I'm encouraging you to come on by. Just begin to pray, hallelujah. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. If there's, if you are watching, we want to pray with you. Drop us a comment, let us know. Whatever it is that you want to pray about, drop us a comment so we can pray with you. But I just want to open up this place right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of us are broken. And our life is in pieces. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just, just lift up your hands right there. You know, some of you, God is speaking to you. He's been calling and tugging on your heart. Many of you who are watching are feeling the presence of the Lord. You're feeling something that has been coming and introduced to your life. You don't understand it yet, but you're fixing to be just at the feet of Jesus. You're about to be at his feet. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands right there where you're at. Let's begin to intercede right now. You know you want to move. Thank you, Jesus, for this word, God. Thank you for this, God. Come on, somebody. Lord, I am broken. Be that leper at his feet. Isn't Find yourself at his feet. But your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces, but your strength is perfect. Hallelujah, we release your spirit in this place today, Lord. Oh, that the Holy Spirit would take control right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Oh, yes, God. Lord, I'm just broken. I don't have it all together. My life has been a mess, God. Oh, but I'm here today, Lord. 
I didn't have a perfect start. I didn't have a perfect tomorrow, Jesus, yesterday. Jesus. I find myself at your feet, Jesus. Oh, yes, God, yes. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We proclaim freedom in the name of Jesus. We proclaim freedom in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. A healing, God. A healing upon her body. A healing upon her mind, Lord. That you a new chapter will be written today, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, touch your heart right now. Touch your heart right now. Heavenly Father, right now, Jesus. somebody feel the presence of the Holy Spirit hallelujah in the name of Jesus oh yes yes God yes God 